your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Hello, Josh from the Stardome. Hello. Kia ora. Hello, how are you? G'day, mate. We're good. I'm good. Uh, I had a, a great long weekend. Uh, just sort of getting couldn't see space at all though. It was quite it was a little bit oh, cloudy. Man, it was rainy on Saturday night. Oh, horrible! Mm, unhelpful. Is there anything that will see straight through the clouds? Do you have like an infrared telescope? Uh, not personally. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the stardom doesn't either. No, it's not the best time for astronomy. Alright, it's nobody's fault. Mother Nature. We know what's going on in the space though, because people update us on the internet. So what's going on? Yeah. Um, you've got a couple things. Um, we've got NASA. They have announced their, their final plans for the space station. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're going to keep it alive till 2030, and then they're going to decommission it and throw it into the ocean, essentially. Oh, it's just like Osama bin Laden cut of death. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty covert. Eh? <laughs> Are they like uh, removing parts at a time, like you know, and then dropping them down one at a time, or are they crashing the whole thing into the Pacific? I think at this point they're probably just going to throw the whole thing down as one piece. Because, mm. um, I mean, yeah, that is the, you know, that is a possibility that they could kind of deconstruct it slowly and send smaller pieces, you know, one at a time. Um, but, that, you know, that requires money and time. And mm. I think at the end of the, that, you know, the day they're going to want to save money. So it's probably just easier just to, you know, chuck the whole thing down at the same time and just let it burn up, essentially. Uh, just, how, how good is their aim? You know, if they're going to crash into the sea, do they know where it's going to land and will they have a ship there waiting to, like, scrap it? Yeah, because you kind of would want to sell the parts that probably, hey, chuck them on eBay, make a little money back, hey, everyone have, like, a little <laughs> satellite necklace or some shit. Yeah, well, I feel like they'd be quite valuable, you know. Yeah, dude, I'd... These are large pieces, yeah. yeah, and they're going to, you know, a lot of them are going to actually fall into the ocean, so I think they definitely want to collect them for, like... You could you know, fabricate something cool out of it. For the yeah. Um, as to their aim, though, I mean, I, they're pretty good at aiming nowadays, um, but... You know, there was a really notorious case. One of the earlier space stations, um, I think it was in the 70s, maybe 80s, um, called Skylab, is they deorbited that, and they thought it was going to go to Point Nemo, but it accidentally went over Australia, mm. and it fell in some farmer's farm, basically, in the mm. outback. Um, oh, that would have been such yeah, a stone the flaming crows moment. Oh, it would have been so cool. And the farmer, like, straight up just went out and, like, got pieces of the space station and stuff. Yeah, but I think that aim's a lot better nowadays. But um, yeah, Point Nemo's pretty remote. Did he find between, his keepers there? Between here and South America. What, what was that? Did he find his keepers there kind of thing? Like, it's mine? Can't I think know. that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of the rule. It's like maritime law. Like, if you Red. find it, you get to kind of keep it. But I think he donated it to some museum or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so good to know that they are somewhat confident about the exact crash site. Also good to know that things go wrong though as well. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, just as long as it's not like flying over like Auckland or something, it wouldn't mm. be very fun. Now, I mean, are they, have they got any projects that they're going to try and get done before 2031? It, it, it feels like, I feel a bit sad that it's getting decommissioned. Oh. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's kind of good for NASA to kind of put the feelers out and announce it kind of so early. Because um, mm. I think the initial plan, I think we talked about this, was they'd funded it through till uh, 2024. Um, but their plan is to actually have private space stations, so they're awarding contracts to private companies to build space stations. So kind of announcing it now and saying, well, actually, it's not until 2030. Um, they want to make sure that once it is gone, we actually have other space stations for astronauts mm. to go. Because, um, yeah, all of those 
you know, experiments out there are just totally invaluable to science and provide so much information. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they want to make sure we get that transition right as opposed to, like, oh, shit, we just got rid of the space station and we don't have one to go to. So, if, if other people yeah. use space stations, is there, like, a little shop or a vending machine where people can buy snacks? And do they have, like, kind of <laughs> space money? Or how does that work? No, not snacks. Their food's pretty shitty up there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, scientists send payloads the space station um, and schools and universities send up experiments basically mm. um, and the astronauts up there they actually do those experiments so they're mm. kind of there working for scientists and doing their experiments mm. um, and then you know they're sending things back to earth getting things sent to them so yeah there's quite a lot going on do you think there is potential you know how they retired the space shuttle they'll decommission mm. the iss and then there'll just be nothing for ages like because no one else has got technology uh, that's up to scratch for a sustained mission in space yeah, I mean, and that, that is a possibility, I think, you know, if anything, we saw that when the space shuttle did delay and America thought that they'd have, you know, a new shuttle. Um, we didn't see that launch until a couple of years ago, so there was that massive gap where they relied on Russia. Um, so that is a possibility, but I think with technology being a lot cheaper and faster and easier to make nowadays, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that there will be smaller, probably multiple space stations um, for use by the time it's gone. Okay. And uh, SpaceX is attacking the moon, it seems? Yeah, attacking the moon, yeah. One of their um, wayward rocket boosters is going to hit the moon, I think, on March the 3rd, apparently. Everyone's cool with that? That's, That's fine. Well, the crazy <laughs> thing is, I read this story. This what? This four-ton booster rocket has been, like, flying around in space at 9,000 k's mm. an hour since 2015, and I've just figured out it's going to crash into the moon. What's moon is we know we this is going, we're going to find out if the moon is in fact an alien space station because and if we attack it, if we attack it with this random rocket, it's going to kick off hard. It's going to open up like, well, like a Pac-Man. It just goes. <laughs> it's like that um that Roland Emmerich movie Moonfall that just came out. Maybe it is. Oh, I want to watch that one. It's, it looks like someone's <laughs> driving a car on a, the moon blowing up. It looks so yeah, it's probably that. Up, eh? <laughs> Um, but th yeah, I, I was actually looking at it because, um, I mean, these things happen. We get things hit the moon, whether it be, you know, space junk or a rock. Um, but it's actually, it's going to hit the far side of the moon. So we're actually not even going to oh, be able right. to see it. Like, oh, damn yeah, it. So oh, that's kind of lame. Have you heard of the phenomenon that apparently the moon is kind of like changing its shape and face, like it changes its surface? Have you heard about that? Some people have like documented this, apparently. Mm, you familiar? No, you'll have to elaborate on that. Oh, I don't really know enough about it. I just thought maybe it'd be on your radar. No worries. No. Okay. So, I mean, it's quite a big object to crash. It's four ton to hit, and it's hitting the moon mm. at like 9,000 k's an hour. Is it going to cause any damage when it crashes in? We won't see crashes it. In? Can't see it. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it probably, you know, will vaporize on contact, and it's going to make a big crater for sure. Mm. Um, I actually, I was looking at like a map of where they, because they can kind of roughly estimate where it's going to hit, because I think the initial fear was, you know, that giant four ton bus size booster is going to hit like, you know, it could hit one of the um, Apollo landing sites, like historic sites on the moon or where a spacecraft is. Um, but yeah, fortunately it's not. So, yeah, it's just going to give the moon a new crater, basically. Could it have a, a greater impact, like knock the moon off its orbit and will no longer have any tides? No, no, it's way too small. You'd need, like, a, a planet-sized or moon-sized object to be doing that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So no immediate danger. It's just a new crater, essentially. All right. Does it still have any uh, fuel on board, which might cause a big explosion? Um, oh, it, I mean, it might do. It's very unlikely because usually those upper stages use all of their fuel to get, you know, whatever the payload is to where it needs to go. And then they run out of fuel and they kind of just fly around, which is why they don't really do anything with them. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they could do. But, um, yeah, it's more likely just like an empty 
an empty bus, essentially. Is there, is there much sort of chat around, well, this is actually a giant piece of junk which is, has been flying around space for like seven years. This is actually pretty gross that we've left it up there to um, crash into something. And just on that, should we be recycling yeah. space stuff? We just had a text in. It's like, it looks like, you know, they're like, look, shouldn't it make sense to recycle space stuff considering it costs so much to send it up there in the first place? Yeah, and so and that's kind of the question is it's that bigger thing of like space junk and you know all the all the shit that we're putting up there. But mm. I mean these rockets specifically, these are the SpaceX ones. These are the rockets that land, so they're they're pretty much mostly reusable. So that's those are the rockets you see that fly back down. Mm. Um, but those those top upper stages that actually get that payload into space, those typically are orbiting the Earth for like low Earth payloads. Um, but this particular satellite, it was quite far away. So it just happened to go quite far into space. Um, it's not as common, but yeah, it is going to happen. And yeah, it is, it is a space drone, which is pretty. Do they have to pay a fee or anything for this? Like, is there any penalty or anything? Or like, how, you know, you just oh, sorry. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> we just I mean, who would, be, who would be paying? Sorry, guys. I, well, this is—I don't know. Apparently, a lot of people you can buy a little bit of the moon as like a as like a Valentine's present, oh, stuff like no, that. that so. Those are all bullshit. Not hit my bit. <laughs> <laughs> what about where Pepsi's going to put a sign on there and stuff? You know, like, come on. <clears throat> okay, yeah, we on. need we need some new space laws. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Space laws. Space laws make space wars. I love it. Uh, the James Webb Space Telescope has begun to align its mirrors and optics by looking at the stars for the first time. Yep, so yeah, James Webb is finally, it's, obviously it's launched. Uh, I think you guys talked to, um, to Rob, it was just arrived at where it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now they've actually just, you know, they've opened up the telescope essentially, so now it's actually looking at stars. Um, and yeah, they've, they've started that aligning process, so we're going to, you know, in about three months, we're going to start to get our first photos from James Webb, which is pretty exciting. Okay. Are they going to come in the form of like a classic photo, or is it just Will they be black data? and white? That yeah. they will then process and turn into an image. They yeah, I mean, they're, they're actually going to be quite shitty images. NASA has actually prepared them, so they're not going to be these, like, stunning, you know, Hubble photos, because these are really just to test the images. So it's probably going to be, like, a couple of grainy-looking stars that look very out of focus. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's like a three-month-long process. So they don't just take one photo and, you know, twist it, align it. It, it takes a really long time, so you're going to get a lot of, like, pretty shitty photos. And then, yeah, eventually it's going to be cold enough, um, mm. and that's when I can also take infrared photos. So, oh wow, it's still going to be months till we get those like really cool photos. Is, yeah. is 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 it true that all the photos of space are black and white, and then they color them in and post? Yeah, most of them actually, and that's the same for a lot of planets like spacecraft, because um, it's basically data. Is you know, it's pretty mm. hard to send color photos because there's so much information so often they'll take photos with um like rgb filters so there's three colors and you just put them together and then you get a color image essentially um yeah it's just a way to save data basically but most photos like hubble is black and white essentially just trying to stay in between the lines as an adult hey Mm. i mean these are like dial-up speeds so yeah anything Mm. to save data Mm. now josh what's what's coming up at the start and what's what's happening um, we have our Valentine's shows next week, which is a little bit cute. Ooh la la, don't you mean John? Chuck a la la. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Could do. Um, yeah, no, we're doing shows. We do like Valentine's shows. Um, I actually think they're sold out, so I don't even know why I'm telling you. Okay. What's the most romantic um, space uh, we movie? We have a wait list. Like gravity uh, or something? <laughs> join the wait list. Damn <laughs> it. Uh, it. Yeah, join the wait list. Any sort of day programs for those of us that might be uh, around during the day? 
Or is it all night time? I'm not in the day, yeah. Unfortunately, just because we're back in the school term, so schools are starting to trickle back in, so we've got them in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've still got our, our night sky shows that we do uh, Wednesday to Sunday, and then we do like the music ones on Tuesdays. Um, so yeah, we've still got those running for, yeah, for term one. Okay. So basically book ahead uh, if you are planning yep, ahead to the start on. Yeah. Because it's busy. Yep, and we, we have to run it. We're running at half capacity at the moment just because of COVID. Um, so yeah, definitely book in. Sure. And obviously all like separated and however you guys do it, I'm sure it's yep. above board. Yep, nice and safe, all that good stuff, yeah. Right on. Hey, uh, kia ora, Josh. Thank you so much for another brilliant edition of Spaced Out. Thanks to the start home. No worries. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Easy. Cool. Cheers, mate. Later, right, mate. Kia Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.